0: You are the driver of a runaway tram with its course set towards five unsuspecting workers. Your brakes have failed and with no possible way to alert them or slow the tram, you're bound to collide with them and they will surely die. As you come closer, you see that you can in fact divert the tram onto another track. All you have to do is pull a lever. There is one catch. Another single worker is on this track and in making the switch, you are sure to end their life instead. In this scenario, you have only two options. One, stay on your current course and collide with the five workers. Two, switch tracks and collide with only the one. What do you choose and how do you justify it? Hello and welcome back to Majorly Useless, a philosophy and literature podcast. I'm your host, Teal Reynolds, and in this episode, we're going to be exploring some of the basics of ethics and moral philosophy, the canvas for which will be the famous ethical dilemma, the trolley problem. Funnily enough, like the tram driver and the trolley problem, my own brakes cut out on me this last week. Though, fortunately, I still had a working handbrake and no people were in my path. Anyway, I'm getting off track. Let's get back to moral philosophy. Really at the crux of it all, moral philosophy has come about as a means for identifying good and bad or right from wrong. They seek to identify how we can live in the most morally permissible way and are used to articulate arguments for why our actions are justifiable, even in morally ambiguous situations. There are three branches of moral philosophy. First meta-ethics, these are your big picture questions like what is morality, what is good, what is evil etc. Second applied ethics, essentially just how philosophical ethics are applied into practical society i.e the law and judicial system. And finally normative ethics, concerned with how to actually act and as the most tangible starting point what we'll be looking at today. Now let's get back to the trolley problem. There are countless variations but the version told in the show's intro is a retelling of Philip of Foote's 1967 original trolley problem. I'll ask you to take a very brief moment to consider your own answer to the question what do you choose and how do you justify it? I'm going to throw in a couple of variations and I'd like you to consider whether or not they change your answer. What if instead of being the trolley driver, you're stood on top of a bridge that the tram is about to pass underneath, before still colliding with five people? There's no second track, no lever, but it would be possible for something large enough to collide with the tram instead, stopping it and saving the five people. Well, that something large enough happens to be a bystander on the bridge next to you. Would you choose to push them off into the oncoming tram if it meant saving the five workers? An important note, in this scenario you're too small to stop the tram yourself, so sacrificing yourself in their place is not an option. Okay, let's make things more personal. What if we go back to the first scenario with five people on one track and one on the other, but instead of the lone worker, the one person is someone you know and care for, while the five remain complete strangers. Or alternatively, replace a loved one with an enemy of yours. Does that make your decision easier? Does it make your decision more ethical? I'm sure you can see how this goes. Unsurprisingly, people tend to change their answer as the situation shifts. Despite that in all cases, it boils down to one death versus five. Well, don't worry, I'm not going to spend the episode having you agonize over impossible scenarios. Clearly, there's more to ethics than just a simple black and white blanket answer, thus warranting a number of different ethical theories. Let's take a look at how different ethical frameworks would determine the most morally correct decision. First, let's look at utilitarianism. First established by Jeremy Bentham and then adopted shortly after by John Stuart Mill in the 18th and 19th centuries, utilitarianism is concerned primarily with overall happiness. It equates things that bring happiness as morally good and those which bring unhappiness as morally bad, the overarching goal being to achieve the maximum amount of happiness for the greatest number of people. Bentham and Mill would argue that the most ethical solution to the trolley problem, with no way of saving everyone, is to sacrifice the lone worker, as it would result in less sadness than the death of five, therefore being the most moral approach. While happiness might not have been the metric that you use to make your decision, most people tend to find themselves aligning with this answer. Well, moving forward... Would someone choose to let the five people die, and could that be argued as the most moral approach? Here we meet deontological ethics, first formulated by Immanuel Kant. Tied heavily to a sense of duty, with its name literally coming from the Greek word deon, this framework believes in doing the right thing out of a sense of obligation, not because one does or doesn't want to. So what is the right thing? Well, deontology focuses on the idea that an act itself is either good or bad, with the impact of said action as inconsequential and of less moral weight. For example, actively causing harm to an individual, in this case pulling the lever, would be morally wrong. If Kant had a career change and was today's trolley driver, his response would have been to do absolutely nothing, and in doing so, the five people would die. Arguably, inaction is an action in itself, but that's an entirely different rabbit hole. Now for a bit of a shift, we find Henry Sedgwick's egoism. The ethical theories we've discussed so far have been based on things external to the self. While utilitarianism is concerned with maximizing happiness for the greatest number of people, egoism is concerned with maximizing happiness for the self. Concerned more with why we do what we do than what we should do, egoism argues that it's only human nature to prioritise our own self-interests above those of others, with individuals' primary responsibility being to themselves. Therefore, the morally correct action would be whatever brings greatest pleasure, success or happiness to you. Situate yourself as the hero by saving the five, alternatively save someone you may know... Justification is endless and tailored only to whoever's in the driver's seat. Well, what about a religious angle? Well, that's where divine command theory enters the fold, and with it, much less clarity on what is truly moral. Divine command theory presents morality as acting out the will of God. Where the lines blur is knowing, of course, what God, if you believe in one, actually wants. You could argue that God's will is for the trolley to continue on its path and do nothing. Or alternatively, it could be said that God placed you on the tram with the ability and intention to divert it. Now, I just wanted to share something I came across by chance. Comments left on an article titled, Would you kill one person to save five? Depends if you're a millennial or not. The comments are now closed, but there were three available for reading. The first, I'd shoot the baddie in the face and save the girl, referring to an alternative where the tram is heading towards innocent people and has been set up by some evil doer. You can save them at the cost of the villain's life. The second, millennials aren't used to sacrifice, to delaying gratification, to discomfort, to not having all their needs taken care of, to not being wrapped in cotton wool, poor diddums so of course they can't do the hard things. Who must? She, he, who can. A good chance this commenter actually meant Gen Z's as most millennials are like 30, but as a Gen Z myself, ouch. Anyway, the third comment read, In the above scenario, we are not given the option to do nothing. It isn't my fault that the car was barreling down the track in the first place. I don't really have much to discuss on this, I just found the starkly different comments worthy of inclusion and some food for thought. Speaking of food for thought, while thought experiments may feel like they only exist in a vacuum, they often reflect into modern society. The trolley problem has actually been heavily cited in a lot of dialogue around AI and self-driving cars, and I'll provide some links in the show notes if you want to read up on that a little bit more. But I digress. If you were designing the technology inside a self-driving vehicle, what exactly do you program it to do in a situation where injury or even death of innocent people is unavoidable? Anyway, on that note, this episode was obviously a very surface-level introduction to these kinds of topics and thoughts. Thank you so much for coming back for a second episode. I really hope you found this interesting. This was obviously a little bit different to the first, so please let me know your thoughts so I can help tailor the show more to what people are interested in. This week with all my car trouble has also been quite hectic, so I just, I didn't get as much time as I would've liked to put into this episode. Um, But as I kind of find my flow and get more comfortable doing this, the quality of shows will improve. Anyway, if you're interested, you can find the show on Instagram at majorly useless. Once again, thank you so much for listening and I'll be back in your ears next week.